What's up? What's up, beautiful people? This is your boy T.W. Suggs, and you are listening to the Tommy Talk Show. Oh, you know you feel that music. You feel the music. You feel that vibe. You feel that energy. You feel that love. What's up, y'all? We got some folks on Instagram live checking in. Yo, 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 yo. We got you all listening on P3 Christian Radio, iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. YouTube, wherever you're joining us from, welcome to the Tommy Talk Show. I'm your host, T.W. Suggs, and you know how I do. I'm sending you dope vibes and mad love. And with me in the studio today, I have none other but the good doctor. Huh? The good... <laughs> the good doctor, Craig Smith. How you doing, Craig? All is well, man. No complaints here. Good. No complaints. All is well. Yes, sir. Yes, Thank sir. Thank you for having me, nonetheless. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for coming into the studio. Um, y'all, it, it, we, I, I, I appreciate everybody who can join us virtually, um, the guests who join us virtually, but it's, but it's always a different cadence when we have people who come in person, you know, so thank you so much. Um, and Craig is going to be here to um, kick us off in a conversation that we're having that is actually near and dear to my heart. So today's conversation is around supporting, uh, returning citizens and helping them thrive, supporting returning citizens and helping them thrive. And so anybody who is, um, who may be a little lost on the term returning citizen, um, uh, back in the day, we used to call them inmates or ex-cons, et cetera. And as we grow as a society, we all learn that titles and names can be very damaging. So instead of calling them ex-cons and X, Y, and Z or whatever, we call them returning citizens because they're still ours. Yeah. They're ours. That's a mother. That's a sister. That's a brother. That's an uncle. That's a son. That's a daughter. They are ours. And what's happening is um, they, they get released into society and there's no support or the support that's needed is not there, or there's stigma and stereotypes that serve as barriers for them to get the supports that they need. So what we wanted to do was pull together um, a, a, a conversation where we're pulling people to the table, such as Dr. Craig Smith, and um, we'll have one more guest come on as well later on in the Tommy Talk Show, this episode, who's going to walk us through um, some of the experiences that our returning citizens have um, and how we can better support them as a community as a community listen for for those of you who are the uh the the the, the bible scholars listen um i went ahead and um i looked up and um i looked up in in, in hebrews because sometimes i'm gonna be honest with you sometimes the church can be some of the most can be a very judgmental place i'll say it that way but if you look in hebrews 13 huh it says, keep on loving each other as brothers. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some people may have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those in prison as if you were their fellow prisoner and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves 
we're suffering. So it's important for us to build those supports around the people that's coming back into our society, not even our society, but that's coming back into society and wrapping our arms Absolutely. around them. Um, so this is what I did. So Craig, what I always do is I always start the show with the community question, right? And so usually the community question is something really silly, really fun. You know, I think I asked one time, like, if you were a jelly bean, what color would you be and why? And, you know, some people... Some people, y'all, y'all got a little fresh, and I couldn't put. <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> you could call me spicy. No, I will not be calling you spicy, ma'am. I will not be calling you spicy. <laughs> but um, today, today's community question, um, similar to how we did with the last episode with the veterans. Shout out to Tom Wagner, and shout out to um, Carson Warner. Um, again, thank you for your service. Check out that episode on the Tommy Talk Show as well as the last episode. But what I did uh, last episode and in this episode, and what I'm doing this episode is I'm asking, what is some, um, it's not a question, but give me something to say for that's encouraging for someone who may be returning to society or someone who may be incarcerated right now because especially in this world that we're living in right now we need encouragement so um i put that post out on facebook and instagram i'm gonna look at facebook because i didn't get a lot of um responses just yet on instagram usually y'all flooded after i done already done recorded the episode but that's fine but i have mr sean thomas who says uh keep believing in god and in yourself through god all things are possible mr sean thank you so much for that you know mr sean is one of my favorite people then i have renee harris that is my little sister um know that you are worthy God loves you, and so does his people. Like us, all of you are not without fault, but your time is now. Grace and mercy is surely following you, and you will see the goodness of the Lord while you live. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have Laura Morris, um, who says, um, what's up, Laura? Uh, who says, uh, keep the past in your rearview mirror and find a group to be in service to. That I loved everything that everybody shared, but that rear view mirror piece is really sticking out for me. And I think it's because a lot of times when we're dealing with trauma, because being incarcerated and even returning into society can be traumatic. But um, that part where it says keep things in your rear view mirror, it's not saying forget it. Right. It's not saying forget it because it's those things that help us get to where we are and it helps us grow and evolve. Um, but it's those things right there that we need to always still remember while we're moving forward. Anything come up for you, buddy? I mean, a few, a plethora of things that yeah. actually come to mind. But um, a question I have for those who actually um, participate in that and thank them for I thank them for their participation is. Does the crime change your response? Wow. He done slapped that doctoral degree. Does the crime change your response? Because I'm thinking, um, and and now the the, the terminology uh, that we refer to as re-entrance. Yeah. So you said something that was uh, pivotal um, early on in the conversation around um, the the name can have a negative stigma. Yeah. Or or what we refer to them as. And I remember this was a few years ago. I had applied for an an interview for a position um, that was working on that re-entry program partnership and this is well before um this this tear or pillar of fostering success uh, manifested itself but it was a conversation around who i kept calling them the wrong things i was mm-hmm. like ex-offenders yeah and, and then they was like no 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 and they, i kept having to correct myself and i was stu- I, you know i stood corrected mm-hmm. but now they're re-entrance but it 
to a varying degree because what ended up happening, and I had to ask myself that question. Hmm. And the answer, when I answered the question, my answer ended up being, I don't have a heaven or a hell to put anybody in. Yes, sir. So the judgment doesn't fall on me. So I yeah. can't be okay with with a person who had this offense and not be okay with the person who had this offense. Yeah. Right. Or do I do tier one of this versus wow. tier four of this? And I'm speaking specifically around registered sex offenders. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's another level of, oh, wow. that nobody wow. wants to deal with. So if, does that still stand if we're talking about a registered sex offender? Yeah. Um, and I had to, when I began this process in terms of identifying my niche, because originally when God gave it to me, he gave it to me, gave the transitional um, housing um, idea for aged out of foster care young men. Okay. But when I, I couldn't find the funding sources and when I thought about, do I really want 14, 18 wow. to 21 year old young boys <laughs> in these brand new houses? Yeah, probably un, unsupervised because it's independent living. I'm like, yeah, probably not. So I had yeah. to rethink that. Um, and then I ended up kind of looking, I looked into the veterans and then I looked, um, I ended up landing with uh, the reentrant population. And it yeah. was because my dad, you know, my dad was an okay. older gentleman who ended up, um, he called himself an old fool who kind of got caught up in, in the system late in, in age. Okay. And, you know, prior to him passing away, he was supposed to be my house manager. It was yeah. around the corner, houses were around the corner from the casino. Yeah. So we had this whole thing kind of mapped out. So. That the original idea God gave me the the niche group ended up being um, reentrant, and that was based solely off of my dad his experiences and that being his group. So I'm gonna give you something to do some purpose driven wow. life work. Wow! Um, but then he, he he left me. You know he he left me yeah. and, and and went to be with the big he. Yeah. Um. Nonetheless, so I, I kind of picked up and and moved forward with it. But yeah, the, the question you know does that does the crime dictate your wow. your, your Christian response. Woo! Woo! Don't answer it. Hey! <laughs> the, I, like, it's almost like you, it's almost like you can't answer that right off the rip. Like, you have to sit you with sit that with question. You, you have to sit with it. Man, I had to sit with it because I'm like, okay, now, all right, so am I open to having registered sex offenders? Now, keep in mind the, the proximity or the location of the two houses it makes sense for that. Okay. So it's no school, you know, all of the, yeah. the requirements and yeah. all of that other stuff. Yeah. Um, the one that I'm working on in Southwest Philly, I wouldn't put any, cause yeah. it's around the corner from the school. It's a, a block. So the, the location makes sense for that. Yeah. But just having a certain level of, of sympathy. And I remember one of my, wow. my tenants, wow. Um, he just felt that I, I could feel him wanting to like explain himself yeah and i i i, I defaulted to man listen i don't have a heaven or hell to put you in yeah I, I can't judge you the court system has already judged you yeah all i can do is ask that you you, you stay on your your track yeah um you abide by the rules of the house and you you just stay committed to being a better version of yourself yeah that's yeah. it that's all and we we good man i've been a uh uh landlord for quite some time this has been the easiest wow for me the wow. train so i got some tenants out the one house i'm no 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 more single family <laughs> i'll keep with this because I, I found something that actually works it's meaningful and i'm able to to really provide safe comfortable and affordable housing yeah and a place for people to to 
foster their success all yeah. over again with some supports. Wow. Yeah. That's excellent. And I, I Craig, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still stuck on that question because when we usually think of people who are, you know, um, returning citizens and we usually, it is a spectrum, you know, within, you know, that we, an implicit spectrum, mm-hmm. right? So this over here is forgivable. This over here is where I'll give you grace. Facts. But over here, when you start getting over here into this area, this is where, eh, I don't. But see, that's why I thank God for God. Yes. Because, you know what I mean? Like his unconditional grace and mercy. Craig, listen. Can't leave him, don't leave it to me. <laughs> don't and, leave it You know, it it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm coming off of, I'm a really good friend of mine, and I know certain people that's that's watching it. Um, she was murdered by her husband. Wow. Robin. Wow. Um. And amazing person. But in hindsight, mental health challenges based off of the accounts and what was reported. Yeah. Um, in the news, when a dust settles, mm. who will forgive this man? Wow. Like, do we have a capacity wow. to forgive him? Because at some point in time, you know, if he's not given life, he's going to re-enter into society. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How do we embrace him? Do we shun him? Like, what do we do? And yeah. how do we process what has been done? You know, yeah, I work with the, the funeral home. Shout out to Jason Lloyd um, Funeral Home. Working that close to the 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 business side of dying and the death experience hmm. has changed my whole outlook and perception on yeah. how people die. Yeah. You know, the, the Bible says there's a time to be born and a, a time to die. So God yes, already knows. We get so caught up in a vehicle he uses to get us to yeah. our appointment. Yeah. Oh, this person was murdered. Oh, this person was in a car accident. No, that that was the vehicle used to get them to their appointment. Wow. Because God already knew. So wow. it, it, my outlook is is different. Yeah. Um, God has, has worked on me in such a way that he gives me grace. Yeah. And it gives me the 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 conditions to be graceful. Yeah. Um to the people that that that's a part of the community. Yeah. Over there. I currently have about thirteen, um, twelve, and we have a person in Two persons in transition, so we actually like fully occupied. But again, they had they don't tear up the house, right? Yeah. They own the space and they in, enjoy the space. It's, it's camaraderie. Yeah. Um, I have a, a thorough um, property manager that that works alongside with me in terms of our vetting process, just mm-hmm. to make sure that the right energy is in the space. We yeah. have the right people. Thank God, God has has always blessed my hand and and, and given me favor, so I don't have to move for money. Sakes, yeah, right. Yeah. I can take my time to because you got to pay for a peace of mind. So yeah. peace of mind ends up being I'm still battling fleas for six yeah. weeks <laughs> to God prepare the right people that's going to fall into the house. Yeah. Um. I'll 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 wait and I'll yeah. take the I'll take the all the necessary time. Let me let me say something, and then I have to introduce you because I <laughs> oh we just <laughs> jump right in we just hop right in yo we just hop right in I'm sorry yo we uh, but I, I want to say this say this point and then I want to hop over into um to uh, Dr. Smith's um intro, um his bio just so we are grounded in um further grounded in the conversation and so that we know who this awesome gentleman is that we have at the oh, table you, right so um th- the thing that I want to say is that before we can and this is just something that that's landing for me after what you just shared before we can even provide support for anybody, especially people who are returning into society or who were previously incarcerated or who may be incarcerated now, 
we have to check our own biases first. Absolutely. We have to, we have to, and and not only check them, because after you check them and you find out where you are and really having that honest conversation with yourself, mm-hmm. like if something is off, be okay with what's off, but at the same time, lean in mm-hmm. to see how you can provide more grace and how, because the thing is, is that it's, we're all one decision away. We're all one being in the wrong place at the wrong time. It, it only has to happen once. Um, so, and, yeah. And we all have done things that we didn't get caught. Come on. And somebody else got wow. caught doing. Yes, that sir. got all caught up. But, yes, you sir. know, they're, and, and, and I ride past people um, who are suffering from mental illness and be talking to themselves. God, I thank you. Because that, yep. that could have been me. That yes, could be me. Yes, so we're one situation, one circumstance, one happening away from just losing our mind. Like I shared with you when I first came in, like, Tommy, it's only because I love you that you got me out. Because <laughs> I've really been in the season of fallback, um, trying to minimize yeah. everything. Uh, a friend of mine reminded me, he was like, you know, we middle age, right? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> we what? <laughs> and I well, did the math, count. like, I'm 45, so 45 <laughs> times 2 is 90. The oldest person in the family lives <laughs> Oh, no, I got to rethink this thing and, yeah. and figure out how I want this second half of, of life to actually be. And it needs to be meaningful. So I yeah. really am at a, at a place in space where I'm only doing things that make sense. Yes, sir. And that matter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, that, that's it. So if it don't make sense. That's self-care right there. <laughs> sense and sense. Yeah. Um, and it don't matter. And it's, it's not allowing me to, to, to tap into my heart space. Yeah. And it's not something that that affords me the opportunity to feel good in doing it. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. God has given us all the abilities, plural, yes, to obtain wealth. So if you're able to tap into all of these God-given abilities, then you should be fine. Yeah. But if he gave you the ability, and you don't know, oftentimes a lot of coaching that I do with individuals, they don't know what their abilities are. Wow. And then if you don't know what your abilities are, you don't know how to monetize off of those. Yeah. So you really don't have to be an employee. You can be an employer. Yeah. If you choose to be. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on the fence. I think I'm feeling like I'm wasting my doctoral degree. <laughs> so I think I, I want to go back into the higher ed space. So I'm having some conversations about what that actually looks like. And, and it should be as God promised. Yes, sir. So if, if that's the door I suppose to walk through, the opportunity will make will make sense yes, and it'll make sense. Yeah. And we walk through, we do the work and then we pivot from there. Um, if not, then I continue on, on the, the pathway assigned to me. Yes, sir. I can yeah. dig it. Thank you for that. I have to read your bio now. All right, go ahead. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> this conversation Sorry, is amazing. Um, so listen, here's the bio for, here's who we have at the table. Gu- guys, listen, we hopped in the conversation because it was like just super dope. Um <laughs> So listen, so here's the bio for uh, for Dr. Craig Smith, the good doctor. Um, Craig, the good Dr. Smith is an educator, real estate investor, finance broker, and serial entrepreneur. Dr. Smith is making an impact in the community by focusing on and developing the holistic needs of young men um, so they can improve mentally, spiritually, physically, and educationally. He is the founder and establishmentarian. Did I say that right? I think so. It, <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> I was like, I, even, I never saw that word a day in my life. The establishmentarian of Fostering Success Boys to Men, a Pennsylvania nonprofit organization that specializes in the development of young men ages 13 to 21. He pushes financial literacy through his financial company, C. Smith Funding LLC. Um, Dr. Smith has roughly two decades of experience in, edu- in the education field, spanning from K to 12 and higher education. Dr. 
Dr. Smith uses his proven teaching approach to to transform and impact lives with purpose through diverse platforms. Uh, his knowledge base and understanding of acquisition and finance coupled with growth, with a growth, with a growing real estate portfolio nearing a value, $1.5 million. Can I borrow 20? Can I borrow five? <laughs> <laughs> That's, you, you got cash and then you got equity in home. Hey, I know that's right. Come on. Situation. I know that's right. Uh, so you all can hear that th I have the right person at the table right now. So talk to me about, so we have about like 20, 10 minutes left um, in our time together. That's it? That's that's it, man. On top, you know we need a whole week on the table. Hey, listen, we got to do that. So that means you got to come back. Yeah, that's fine. Is that what you're saying? You come, you're going to come back? I definitely come back. Pelzer, we got that recorded, right? He's come. All right, my producer said we got it. Only if... The producer, well, give me a pair of these glasses. I'm just looking for the, the right <laughs> red ones. <laughs> oh man! So listen. So talk to me about so you so you have Foster um, mm -hmm. Foster Success, but talk to me about the transitional home that you had. Yep, yep. So Foster and Success um, has a, a plethora of pillars, mm -hmm. right? Um, this ended up being. So let me. I, I got to go back. Okay. So when, when the pandemic hit, right, COVID mm -hmm. hit, um, I'm no longer with the institution. So I was trying to figure out how to fire my boss, right? <laughs> so it took some time away from the work. COVID ended up hitting, and it was a matter of everyone works remote. Okay. Um, my prayer to God was, God, position me to be able to do this work out of the overflow. Wow. I don't no longer want to have to do this nonprofit work out my own pocket. Yeah. You cut the check that I can't claim. Because wow. the first go at um, the Emerging Leaders Rites of Passage program that I did, I did that out of pocket. Okay. And that was an easy, like $20,000 to have that experience. I thought I was going to claim it on my taxes, but I did it out of Craig Smith's pocket. Okay. Craig Smith should have written a check to foster success. So I learned that was a, yeah. was a very expensive lesson learned. I'm sorry. I, I did that work. Um, I always had, so I'm a program developer and a program designer. I set work with a few churches and we, we collaborated on some grants that we didn't, um, land, but it was around the street outreach piece okay. and really working with young people and identifying young people who are actually, um, excuse me, mm -hmm. homeless, mm -hmm. right. Um, or just who's in the street and we were going to provide, um, safe houses. Mm -hmm. So I would, you know, coach the, the church around, okay, we have these properties that you guys are not utilizing. Mm -hmm. We can find these young people and these can be respite houses of, throughout the city for mm -hmm. the young people. If they decide that they want to commit themselves to a year long experience, we'll provide safe, comfortable, um, and affordable at no cost housing to them. They just need to be committed to the commitment of a one year workforce readiness program. Yeah. And at that time, um, Europe was, was thriving in Philadelphia. So we had Europe, we had youth build, mm -hmm. um, we had the the programs over at CC, the, the community colleges. So it was a plethora, it was like five or six different programs um, that I had connections with that we were going to pipeline the young people through, mm -hmm. but we were going to really focus on and addressing their basic need and security. So yeah. food, clothing, and shelter, we take the stresses off the table. So now we're positioning you to really hyper-focus on becoming. Okay. The better version of yourself. Yeah. With some individualized <clears throat> life planning and life coaching. So that was the the original model. Yeah. Um, but if you take a look at the the news, I'm like, oh, do I really want to put 14 wow. young men wow. in Chester in this house for yeah. this experiment? Yeah. And I, I didn't have the capacity to do it at that time. So I ended up shifting the demographics. So okay. when I started looking at demographics, I looked at the age out of foster care, young um, black and brown man, right? I looked at the um, 
the actually for a, a, a season, I looked at women um, who were in the abusive relationships with children, right? Mm-hmm. And I looked at teen moms. I looked at veterans, and then I ended up with the the reentrant population. Okay, and it's crazy because. Once that kind of fell on my radar, I was just kept spending like, okay, I have the idea I have the property. I have the program design. I need the money. Yeah. <laughs> so who's going to cut the check? And one day I was riding by, this is when I was actually staying out in Chester because um, I was living in, in well, staying in one of the properties while I was working on a property next door because mm-hmm. they, kept, they kept breaking in there. Yeah. So I, I don't know what security I thought I was going to be, but I ended up, you know, staying there. Uh, one day I was getting off the exit. Now, keep in mind, I had driven past this place multiple times a day for months. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Ghost said, look up. Mm-hmm. And I looked in the rearview mirror, and that's when I saw Geo Reentry Services. I was wow. like, five minutes from the houses. Yeah. I pull over. I hop out. I went in there and just started having a conversation. And the lady was like, oh, you rent rooms? <laughs> I was like, yes, ma'am. She was like, you need to talk to. And it was curtains from there. Wow. I literally two, three, four, five times a day, because that was the exit I would get off yeah. and go home. But just riding past this place and just didn't didn't pay it any. Wow. The Holy Ghost said, look up. I looked up. I was like, oh snap. Pulled over. And yeah. from there it's it's just been that's where we, we get our um we receive our reentrance. Okay. Um that are part of our community. So that's yeah. that's kinda how it came about. Yeah. Um and it I did one house and and the second house got finished and we filled that one up and then I have another house and I kind of see what becomes yeah. of it. Um, we do have some agreements with a few different organizations who wrote the grant. So yeah. at some point in time, since I am a, a nonprofit, I'll get a grant writer, write the grant, cut out the middleman and, and receive the grant dollars to provide this. Yeah. But I'm not there at this yeah. point yet. Yeah. Right. So I'll, you know, partnered. We have partnerships with community um, action group. We have partnerships with um, like three or four different partnerships, and they'll help help them with first, last, and security. Yeah, and getting them moved in and helping them with their um, their personal need items and things of that sort. So yeah, it actually works. Um, nice. I'm in close communication, or the property manager is in close communications with their parole officer. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a one call. That's all. It's a sober living mm-hmm. um, and facility is pretty much no room and no no overnight guests. Yeah. Um, beyond twenty four hours, um, and it's 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 just been working. And I I think that the 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 men who end up um, connecting with us, their home plans nine times out of ten fell through what they didn't happen. Okay. Every, people said no because go yeah. back to that earlier question: Does the crime? dictate your response to how you engage with them. Now, let me pause you right there mm-hmm. because um, for people who don't know, and I think this may be going to one of the, this, uh, another question that I had for you, um, which is what are some of the barriers that people who are returning, um, returning citizens that they experience, right? So um, a home plan, first of all, what is a home plan, Yep. yep. right? And in addition to the home plan, what are some of the barriers? And then... Um, after you talk about some of the barriers, just touch on a few of them. Um, what are some ways that the community can support? So I, so we have like four minutes. So that's a lot for you okay. to get in four minutes. You better hurry up before I forget it. All right, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Go, 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 go. <laughs> so, the, so, so the home plan is, you know, when you're transitioning from um, being incarcerated, you leave prison and you go to the halfway house. And then from the halfway house, you spend whatever amount of time there and, and work on whatever you um, are set to work on. And then 
you've identified a place that you're going to call home for mm -hmm. at least the next six months. It has to be a minimum um, guarantee of a six month stay. And, and that's it. So mm -hmm. for my dad, when my dad got caught up, my dad and my brother, uh, my brother that's right behind me in age, were mm -hmm. both um, incarcerated at the same time. And mm -hmm. then they both were being released at the same time. So okay. it was a race of who's going to come to me because they both couldn't come to me. So gotcha. I ended up um, taking my dad and my sister ended up taking my brother. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that was their home plan. My yeah. dad became, I became my dad's home plan. And that was okay. The, the PO came, checked out the spot and everything was good. And this is where my dad would stay. Um, and it was supposed to be for, for six months. Yeah. And he ended up being there for like 11 years until he died. Yeah. Right. So that was yeah. a, a blessing in and of itself. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's the home plan. Okay. Um, most of the, the, actually all of the men, no, not not all. It's a, a couple who did have home plans that fell through at the last minute and then came open back up, but then they decided that they wanted to connect. Yeah. Um. So they're they're here with us because their home plans fell through and they didn't have a place to call home beyond where they were. Mm -hmm. Um. In terms of barriers, it's 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 the felony. Yeah. The felonies. It's the the offenses. Um. It's the lack of. Skill set, yeah. Right? I have a few guys that's in a, a few gentlemen that are in a in a house that are illiterate, right? They can't wow. read, can't do math. So now you're looking at basic life skills, yeah, um, and their ability to navigate. I have a, a, a I'm inclined, um, have an interest in older, the older population. Okay, I ain't coming up in there if you're less, if you're younger than me, you can't come up in there. <laughs> so I got all the old heads who are just chill. Yeah. And again, when I say when I identify my niche. I was looking for people that reminded me of my dad. Okay. So that's a whole different level. Okay. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So, but it settled. Um, they, they did their crime. They, they they did the time. And now they're on a, the second half of their life. And they just want to be safe. They want to be comfortable. And yeah. they just want to live out the rest of their life. Yeah. And you can do it here if you choose to. Wow. Um, I do six-month uh, lease, lease C agreements. Um uh, with the individuals, but they all extend. I actually have about six of them that paid a whole year in advance. Mm -hmm. Like, and I got a couple that's, hey, I want to give you another year worth. Cut that check. Yeah, you can send it right on yeah. over. You can stay. Yeah, I mean, again, they're it's it's working. Yeah, it, it works. Um, I'm blessed to have connected with a property manager who, at the time, worked at the Geo Services, and he was the placement coordinator, placement specialist. So he's well resourced, okay, knowledgeable. He he knew the the individuals because nine times out of ten they were on his caseload. Yeah, so he was able to kind of piece together the right personalities and energies to be in the space. But yeah. beyond that, again, he's well resourced. Yeah. So when we had individuals who lost a job, um, we were able to have a plan B, a plan C, a plan Excellent. D, a plan E. Um, so what something that the, I guess the community can do is. Offer, give them an opportunity. Yeah. Right. Give them a, just give them an opportunity and whatever that looks like will be based off or contingent upon what your ability is to, to position yourself, to offer a job, right. Yeah. Uh, to, to donate some clothing. Like yeah. I, I lost a lot of weight. So I donated a whole lot of, they was excited. I'm yeah. Like, just, just something that simple. Cause they literally were coming out and a lot of them didn't have anything. Wow. So that made me realize, okay, I need to give them a jumpstart kit. So everybody that moved in got a jumpstart kit with personal hygiene products and so when they supplies when they're released stuff. and you said they don't have anything, like what do you mean they don't no have clothes. anything? Like no, no clothes, no personal affects. Um, again, a lot of the, the the men that have come my way, everyone's situation is is not the same. Yeah. Um, but the the men that that you know are part of our community struggle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they struggle. 
Wow. I would even um, say that in addition to giving people opportunities as something that um, that the community could do to support people who are returning, um, our returning um, citizens, um, you gave us such an amazing offering when we opened up the conversation. Um, in addition to giving people opportunities, we have to make sure we're doing that self-reflection. Yeah. That, I think that is one of the biggest gifts in addition to what you shared that we can give to other people, especially this very vulnerable population. Believe it or not, this is a vulnerable population. Craig, where can people find you if they want to keep up with the work that you're doing or if they may have somebody who may need to get into one of your houses or if they have questions or how can people get a hold of you? Or if they need coaching on starting. There you go. Come on. Come on. Yes. (laughs) I've been having conversations with people um, and designed some different programs to help support people through this this process. It's actually not hard. I'm really uh, a specialized landlord. Wow. Like what I'm doing, I don't require, there's no licensing required for it. Um, Now this would be tier one. And I teach this in in some of my sessions. This is tier one. Yeah. So the money is at tier four. Yeah. Right. When you want to start doing uh, the intellectual disability houses and it's a whole different process, a whole different niche group. And now you're providing a direct service. We're not providing a direct service. We're providing safe, comfortable and affordable housing and an environment that's going to allow them to, to foster their success with supports. Yeah. With external supports. Yeah. Um, You can find me on uh, Instagram at fostering success. Be the number two M you can check us out online at fostering success, B2M.org. Or you could check me out at csmithfunding.com. That was a, another piece. And I, I don't think I actually got back to that that piece. When I asked God to, to position me to do this work out of the overflow, that's where C. Smith Funding was birthed out okay. of. Um, and he, I just made so much money yeah. during COVID. I wrote the ebook and I just started tapping into it. I really I digested that 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 Bible scripture around God has given us the abilities to obtain wealth. Yeah. And I started looking at all of the different streams of income that I was able to touch. Um, and I, I put it into a book. Yeah. Right. So I harnessed my, my grief. Um, it was a grief book. Yeah. Was, my dad had passed away. So I just started writing Wow. and just rechanneled that energy. Um, but I did that and I started the funding stuff and then I just started funding my own deals. Yeah. Just, I cut out the middleman. It's like, all right, I have access to, I know how to do this. Yeah. Um, so I started to do it and I was able to make um, a lot of money doing that in that short amount of time. Yeah. And it positioned me to no longer have to take and do the money, take my own resources, yeah. Craig Smith's resources, but level the resources of um, the nonprofit and the, and the, the LLC business entities. So. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Smith. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you got the information for Dr. Craig Smith. So if you need any support or any question and you already see that he's offering a lot of amazing services, feel free to reach out to him. He will help you and get you started. This is your boy TW Sucks. Don't go anywhere. We're going to go on a quick commercial break and we will be right back. See you soon. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tommy Talk Show. I'm your host, your boy, T.W. Suggs, sending you all types of mad love and dope vibes. And listen, with me right now, I have none other than one of my very, very dear friends, Dr. Renea Fertick-Willen. Dr. Renea, welcome. Thank you. 
Absolutely. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for even thinking about me i appreciate it ah nah look i couldn't have this conversation without you being at the table so for anybody who is just tuning in and you should not just be tuning in you should have been watching you know all along but anybody who's just tuning in we're having a conversation around helping our returning citizens um supporting our returning citizens to help them thrive Right. And when we're talking about returning citizens, we're talking about people who were previously incarcerated, um, who are being reintroduced into society. And um, we heard from the amazing good doctor, Craig Smith, who challenged us all to look within ourselves and check our own biases, because that's one of the first things that we have to do before we can even lean in and help. But right now we're going to introduce Dr. Renea Fertig-Willen. So listen, Dr. Renea <laughs> Fertig-Willen is a, a PhD, a native, uh, a native Philadelphian is a survivor, motivator, coach, teacher, trainer, counselor, author, entrepreneur, inventor, and organizational development consultant with expertise as a group psychologist. A Temple University alumna, Dr. Fertig Willen holds a PhD in psychoeducational processes with a concentration in adult group and organizational development and an MED, I don't know if I said a master's in education, yes, yes, yes. and psychoeducational processes and a BS in therapeutic recreation. Go ahead. She has conducted uh, a series of workshops and correctional facilities, designed, implemented, and evaluated training curriculum and programs for government agencies. Dr. Fertig Willen has, uh, has consulted with a wide variety of large and small nonprofits and for-profit entities, working with them, uh, working with the administrators, staff, and board members at all levels to create and implement initiatives that promote diversity equity and inclusion. Dr. Fertig Willen is the founder of Still Rising uh, Enterprises, a consulting firm with the goal of prioritizing relationships by empowering individuals and groups to successfully handle change. She is also the co-founder and executive director of I'm Free, Females Reentering, Empowering Each Other, a nonprofit organization located in the Philadelphia metro area that provides trauma-informed, gender-responsive services to female returning citizens. Dr. Hey. Renee. Woo! My goodness. I had Dr. Craig Smith. No, I got Dr. Renee Fertig. Well, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, that's who you are. What do you mean? Hey, that's I'll right. take it. That's right. That's I'll right. take it. Listen, so 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 that's a mouthful. Yes. And that's amazing at the same time. So how did you, what inspired you to even get started with working with this very vulnerable population, especially, you know, usually when you think of people who are returning, you know, citizens, you would normally associate that with men. Yes. yes right. Yes, yes. So, so returning citizens who are, who are women, that's a very niche population. What, what drove you in that direction? Well, a number of things, Tommy, like, um, I have siblings, mm -hmm. um, that were in the system. Okay. And, um, you know, I was a few shakes away from the system when I was younger. Okay. Um, didn't get caught. Yeah. Did some, some stuff, but didn't get caught. Yeah. Um, thank God. Yeah. Because I knew that, that I was, I was more than that on some yeah. level. I was more than that. Yeah. And so, um, one day a friend of mine who is actually, who was at the time studying, uh, she wrote her dissertation looking at, um, people who were in the system. Wow. And so African-American, you know, female. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at her study, I was like, well, where are the women in wow. this study? And she said, well, one or two showed up, but then they didn't stay. So then my follow-up question was, 
Well, why didn't they? What was it about the design Oof. that did not allow women to feel like they were significant enough to wow. be a part of this study? Yeah. And so the more I, more research I did, I realized, oh, snap. Well, there's not much happening yeah. for the women in this system. So instead of just sit, sitting back and doing absolutely nothing, the more research I, I did, the more I found like, oh, my God, it's a need. Yeah, it's a need because you see, as a woman entering that system, that male-dominated system, mm. um, that was definitely designed for men, mm. um, not really for her. When we're looking at gender-responsive trauma-informed, mm -hmm. th that system was not that. And so I started thinking, like, what can I do? Yeah, to help shift this yeah. because it's not okay to throw a system to throw a sister, excuse me, into captivity. Yeah, and that's what I call it. Yeah, modern-day slavery. Let's yeah. be real. Come on, throw it, throw them into captivity, and not take care of them. Yeah, and their womanness. Right. And so because I saw that and then I had siblings who went through and as I spoke to them, they said there was nothing like that there for me wow. when I was in the system. So I'm glad that you're doing it. And so that just propelled me to really find out more about how can I show up yeah. for my sisters who are in captivity. Yeah. And so I, I, I just want to show this off. I, yeah, I wear this off. I wear this pendant okay. and this this pendant right here yeah. is is um, Harriet Tubman. Come on. Right? And so I tell folk, you know, I'm the modern day. Hey. I go into that system stealth, right? I'm Come like, on. I'm like hiding out. And I go in and I, I hit my sisters on the chest. I, listen, I don't play with them. Yeah. I hit them on the chest. I pluck them in the forehead. And every yeah. time I touch them, I'm letting God, I'm, I'm just, ugh. Yeah. I'm touching, sending God's energy, letting you know that this system is not who you are. <laughs> This system is what they made you to become. Yeah. You are greater than that. And so every time I get a chance to touch them, Tommy, you know I'm touching them, right? Ah! You know I'm touching them. They don't know what's happening. I'm giving them all kinds of God shocks. Bang! You know I want to pour, I want to pour into them so they know. They come out going, what the heck just happened? You know, so yeah. you know, that was my my entry into this. And then yeah. the more I got in and I realized, wow, people go. You know, the brothers go in, it's, you know, they come out, they glorify it. Like, yeah, wow. you know, I, I did my time. Yeah. My sisters go in and they hide. Oh. Right? That trauma hits them. Yeah. And, and the idea that the, they're not worthy, it hits them. And, and, and we treat them like they're not worthy. Like, how yeah. dare you leave your children? But hold on for a second. What we don't deal with is all of the, the trauma that happened to them. Come on. And so as a result of that, and by the way, a lot of them that are in there, Tommy, they're not in there because they did this horrific crime. Yeah. They're they're hurting themselves. Wow. They're, they're, they're substance uh, dependent. Yeah. You know, and so they go in because they got caught with a John or they go in and most of their crime mm -hmm. is to help kind of feed their addiction because okay. a lot of them end up there. Okay. And the addiction. Yeah. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. That is so much to unpack. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for the work, both you, that the work that Dr. Smith is doing with the men and for the work that you are doing yes. with the women. And the fact that I'm free is gender responsive yes. and so specialized that caters specifically to the needs. So I remember, um, I remember um, a while ago, you and I were speaking and you were talking about Sometimes when the women are released, there's nobody at the door to get them and yes. you have to, can you talk to us yes. about that? Like, 
what's going on there? What yeah. about a moment when that happened and why is that happening? Yeah. Well, um, you know, the stigma. Yeah. Part of it is stigma. You know, you shouldn't have been in there from the door. Yeah. Uh, but so what we do with, with the sisters, we say, listen, you don't have to be ashamed. Yeah. Stuff happened to you. So what we're going to do is we're going to offer to meet you at the gate. Yeah. And take you where a safe place. Yeah. Wherever you can can show up in your in, in safety and security. We are willing to do that. Not mm. only will we do that for you, because what we do know is most of the time when she's in there, and if she went in, for example, if she went in, in the summer mm-hmm. and she comes out in the winter, mm-hmm. what she has to put on is those those summer things. And for the most part, wow. she probably gained weight, so she can't really fit it. They're literally pushing her out the door with with whatever that was she came in with. Yeah. And so we say, listen, sis. We want to love up on you a little bit. We're mm. going to give you a dignity bag. We call it our dignity bag because we put clothes, we put clothing in it, wow. um, toiletries, face cloth. We try to give her food, you know, like a, a cart for um, a supermarket, yeah. give her tokens just so that wherever she ends up at Tommy, even if it's on somebody's couch for a couple of weeks until she finds her place again, yeah. she'll at least feel like she has Something. Something. And so that's, that's, you know, one of the things we will do, meet her there at the gate wow. if she needs that wow. um, service. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. What are some of the, so you touched on some of it, but what are some of the unique challenges mm-hmm. <laughs> that many of these women are facing yeah. when they are trying to reintegrate into society? Yeah. Well, uh, again, the stigma. Yeah. Um, shows up. And so the moment she comes home, mm-hmm. one, she doesn't have a place to stay for the most part. She burned some bridges, not because she was this horrible person, but because of substance yeah. use uh, disorder, right? Yeah. It, it took over. And so she doesn't have a place to, to live. Yeah. And, and, and check this out. The system says to her, in order for you and, and her children, she wants to get her children back or she wants to be with her children. Well, yeah. she can't be with her children because she doesn't have housing. Wow. Well, if you don't have housing, then you can't really get your children. Yeah. And and by the way, the system says to her, oh, you now have to get your GED. So undereducated, a lot of them are uneducated okay. or undereducated. Okay. Right? And so the system says you have to, you have, you have to get your GED. Well, Tommy, half of them, maybe more than half of them can't read, Tommy. They might be reading wow. on a eighth or ninth grade, maybe not even that. And yeah. so when you look at the GED, you have to at least be reading on 11th grade yeah. reading level. And they just changed it, by the way, a couple years ago. So the idea of, I don't even think I could pass a GED to be quite wow. like, quite honest. Yeah. And so, and that also has um, a stigma attached yeah. to it. Yeah. No, if you pass your GED, do you know how brilliant you are? If you can Come pass on. your GED. Come on. Um, but that's a struggle for some of the sisters. So we're looking yeah. at housing. We're, we're looking at um, legal issues. We're yeah. looking at financial issues. So there are a, a plethora of things that prevent that sister from moving to the next level. Yeah. And sometimes so much so it just caused her to, to re, re, um, recidivate. Yeah. Talk to us. Talk to us. I, I don't know if everybody knows what that word means. Talk to us. Unpack that word. Okay. So in, in essence, what it means is you, you, they say... If you don't do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and you don't do X, Y, and Z in a timely manner, mm-hmm. and by the way, you have to pay your court fines and, and fees. I forgot that, right? Court fines and fees. Well, I can't afford to pay that. They will then put you back in jail. Wow. And so the moment you are released and you have a short amount of time to do whatever it is you need to do, according mm-hmm. to the system, you don't make that happen. Your PO, PO, parole officer, mm-hmm. yeah, they can literally say, okay, you haven't done what you do, and they put it back, put you back in jail. The moment you go back in jail, that's what, what they call recidivating. Okay. Did I say that word right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 
Thank you for breaking that down yeah. because I, I I I do feel that we have listeners who may not know all the lingo. Um, it what you shared kind of uh, reminds me of something that um Dr. Smith shared in reference to you know like the reading level yes. that a lot of our people um that they have or that they're on, and for me it makes me go back to saying okay so that there was some previous trauma in childhood, mm-hmm. perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, there may have been some barriers, some gaps, some experiences, because nobody just grows up and says, hey, I, right. I'm not, I don't want to be the best I can That's possibly. Right. No, something happens. Yes. And, and society, how we're programmed and how, you know, um, how our culture is and how our communities even are, you know, it, we're not programmed to even see that yes, or yes. to even be empathetic yes. about that. Yes. So what can we do as a community to wrap our arms around women who are returning and not just women who are returning, but women who may still be in the system. What can we do as a community to better wrap our arms around them? Right. Good question. Because in in my mind, like as you were speaking, I was like mental health, you know, mental health awareness. Yeah. I, I think the more we are open, because here's the deal, Tommy, anything below the neck, yeah. We can deal with. You have you have heart issues, we're gonna make sure that's okay. You have diabetes, wow. we're gonna make sure that's okay. You have mental health challenges. Wow. We don't know what to do with that. Wow. And so as a result, we kind of throw people away. Well, my my thinking is I don't believe in throw away people. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And so there there has to be stuff that we can do. So what can we do? See her. <sighs> like really see her. Yeah. Even in those cracked places. Yeah. See her. Because sometimes when something is broken and you heal it, mm-hmm. it's more powerful. Come on. It's more powerful. Yeah. And so what I try to do with, with these sisters is really let her know that, yes, stuff happened to you. Mm. Yes, you may be undereducated. Mm-hmm. Yes, you may have grown up in a community that didn't see you, didn't think that you were worthy, mm. didn't feel like you were you know, going to be anything. You had people tell you all kinds of names. Yes. Yes, that may be imprinted on you. But guess what? Like an eraser, hmm. we we can heal that. Yeah, we can erase it. We pour in. So I would also say, besides seeing her, pour into her. Let her know mm. that she is worthy. Yeah. Yes, stuff happens. Yeah. Yes, you were fractured. Yeah. But I still see you, and you're worthy of love. Yeah. Unconditional love. You're worthy of being seen. You're worthy of healing. Yeah. So get her some therapy. Wow. Get her some therapy. Doctor Renea, I'm, I have. Two more. I hope y'all are listening to this. <laughs> um, so um, I have a question. I, 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 I'm going to ask you what, um, how people can get a hold of you, be a part of I'm Free, and 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 all of that good stuff. But if there was a woman listening right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who um, just who may be incarcerated mm-hmm. or who just was released. Mm-hmm. What, speak, pour into her right yes, now. Yes, yes, So what I would say to her is, I love you. Mm. You know, so as as Christians, we talk about the different types of love, right? Mm. Um, and sometimes we get confused by that. Mm. And sometimes we don't even speak it, even to our friends and family. We don't say that agape love, right? Yeah. Um, and so my deal is, and I would also let her know that she can do this. She yeah. can ship. It may be hard. Nothing is easy. You got to work for this thing, right? Yeah. And so we're going to be here to help you to see you. Yeah. 
And we will be here to help you to stand on our shoulders until you can stand on your own. Yeah. And so for me, I would say to sister, like I would say to you right now, one, you were worthy. Mm-hmm. You have been conditioned to think and to believe that you have nothing to offer the planet. And I tell you today that that's a lie from the pit of hell, mm-hmm. that you are amazing, even in your fractured spaces. You can heal. You can pour in to yourself. Get that therapy. And some people are uncomfortable with, with talk, are not comfortable with talk therapy, and that's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are other forms these days mm-hmm. of therapy. So show up there. Allow yourself to show up in your greatness and not be scared of you. Mm-hmm. Because here's the real deal. A lot of people are scared of you. Wow. Not scared that you're going to do something to them, but scared of your brilliance. Mm-hmm. Scared of if you heal and you begin to heal not just yourself, but your family members and then your community. Whoa, what? They're afraid of that. Mm. So I would just tell her that she's worthy of greatness. (laughs) She's worthy of greatness. And so how do you get to me? Now, see, Tommy, this is one of those things, right? You know, (laughs) once you get to a certain age, I I don't know. I will tell you to go to... um, I know you can go to I'm free online at um, gmail.com. Okay. Is that it? Or that's right. the email? That's that's the email. Okay. Okay. So on uh, I'm free online at. Um, was it dot com? Or oh, wait. www.org. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know nothing <laughs> about that. You know, I know how to go in and pour in and, and do all that stuff. Somebody else can do the, the computer stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I love up on you. I give you every, every part of my being. Yes, sir. I will wow. do that. I know that's right. Dr. Renea Furtick Willand. Yes. Thank you so very much for thank being you, a guest on you. the Tommy Talk Show. You and Dr. Craig Smith have completely transformed the atmosphere and everything in here. And I appreciate you both. Awesome. Thank you. So you do know that you have to come back, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Yes, all right. Sir. Y'all all heard it. Dr. <laughs> Renea is coming back. Y'all heard it. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with our clothes. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Today we discussed uh, supporting our returning citizens and helping them thrive. I had uh, Dr. Renea Furtick Willen with me. I had Dr. Craig Smith, who's still in the studio. Craig, come over here and just wave real quick. Wait. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that we are part of P3 Christian Radio. Um, that is our parent station. We are affiliated with the Culture Talk Show. Our shows are edited and produced and engineered by the one and only Keith Pelter. And we are in the Combos Lounge. This is your boy, T.W. Suggs, over and out. Don't forget to check the website at www.twsuggs.com and on Instagram and Facebook at T.W. Suggs. I love you all. Be blessed. Peace.